Alright y'all, after about six takes, I am finally here for episode six of the Always Relevant Podcast. This is Terrell Cummings, I'm rolling solo today, trying to do these takes, it keeps messing up, I keep having to retake it over and over and over, and it's annoying, and I'm sick of it. But I'm here, and I'm glad y'all are here, I'm glad y'all are listening, thank you for coming in, and let me get into what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about... A BW3s outside of Chicago asked a group of individuals to leave the restaurant because one of the regular customers did not want to sit next to black people. Right, you heard that correctly. Next, Ohio State football's Chase Young is suspended for this coming week against Maryland and potentially suspended indefinitely due to um, alleged NCAA rules violations. We'll see how that goes. And also, for all the people in Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, Indiana, right around Ohio, the banks in downtown Cincinnati, the Banks Entertainment District, they're imposing a 1% authority tax on all purchases, basically to fund their marketing and any kind of improvements they want to put out there in the banks. I don't know. Lots to talk about. I think I got this intro down. Excuse my voice. It's a little bit hoarse. I'm getting a little bit sick, but it's all right. We'll make it through. You just have to deal with me coughing a little bit. So appreciate you coming in. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it's Terrell, host of the Always Relevant Podcast. This is episode six. Yes, we are still here. Yes, we're running a little bit late again. I do apologize for that. Um, schedule's getting backed up. Sick kids, gotta be a responsible adult. So it means... I don't really have time to myself to be able to record a podcast without everybody else here screaming, crying, and doing whatever else. So I apologize. Trying to put it out for you. Um, but it is what it is. So um I also want to apologize right now because I'm catching a cold. Um kids have been sick. I'm probably getting what they had, and um I might start coughing my head off. So I will try to keep that to a minimum and um we'll see what's good. So Hope everybody's doing, everybody's doing well. Thank you for everybody that's been tuning in and listening. I definitely appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we're getting better. Hopefully, we have topics that you want to talk about or listen to. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, <clears throat> excuse me. See, there we go. You're going to be hearing a lot of that t- today. So, um, like I said, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. But let me go ahead and ask the question that I always ask. How are you and how are you really? <coughs> As always, I'll say... I'm doing all right. You know, no real complaints about anything. Honestly, right now, because I'm catching, I'm getting a cold from the kids. I thought I missed it. I thought I avoided it. But no, I'm getting something. So I've been taking medicine, trying to fight it off the last two or three days. So I don't have it full bore. If I can kind of hold it off a little bit longer, I think I can beat it without it getting bad. So that's kind of my goal. Um, You probably hear my voice. I think I sound a little bit hoarse. I've been coughing a little bit today. I don't feel terrible. I just feel like I'm getting congested and trying to get a chest cold. And that is not what I want. So that's part of it. Other than that, um, everything's going good. Besides the fact that Caden, <laughs> Caden uh, got his first shiner playing soccer in the house. So playing a little bit and <laughs> his face accidentally ran into, uh, ran into a knee. So... <laughs> I guess that's the that's what happens when you have a five year old that goes all out playing inside. So um 
I don't know. It's all right. He's all good. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. He had picture day, though. That was a thing. So he did it on Wednesday night. <laughs> he had picture day Thursday morning. So his eye was a little puffy. It was a little purple. But <clears throat> he survived. He's good to go. He was tough about it. Um, didn't hurt him too bad. We made sure he got a bunch of ice on and everything. Kept the swelling down. And I think it's not going to be too terrible. So um, when we get pictures for of his picture day, I'll put it out there so <laughs> so y'all can see what it looks like. So he's... I don't know if he's proud of it. I think he's cool with it. He's not bothered by it too much. <coughs> Lane and I were not bothered by it too much. You know, it could be a lot worse. So we're thankful that he didn't have anything broken. You know, it's just just a black eye and it'll heal. And he has full vision. So he's doing all right. Overall, like I said, how am I? How am I really? No real complaints. But you hear what's going on in my life. Sick kids. Kids getting black eyes for picture day. Me not be able to get this podcast out when I want, podcast out when I want to. So like I said, I apologize for that. It's going out Friday night instead of Friday during the day. I just need to be better about it. So um, and hopefully <coughs> have a more clear schedule so I can have some time myself so I can record it. But um, I don't. Know, hopefully have some interesting things to talk about today. Um, you know, we'll see what's good. Uh, let me get into it a little bit. I just want to talk about my sports weekend. Um, this past weekend, West Carrollton High School, their seniors played their final game of their careers, and they beat Stevens 21-17. to <clears throat> Excuse me, sophomore linebacker Leon Nevels had 17 tackles and three for loss. So, you know, good for him as far as everything. You know, I'm glad he's playing well. I'm glad West Carrollton finished the year strong, it seemed like. Um, it's funny, they always competed. They never gave up throughout the year, and... That's one thing I'm proud of the most about because I know previous years they may have given up or they may have you know, just not, not had enough players out there to really make a difference or really be com- as competitive as they wanted to be. So I'm glad they're out there. They're competitive almost every game of the season. You can tell they're getting better. You can tell they were getting more confidence. And you can tell they're always playing hard. So I'm glad about that. You know, the uh, Coach Black, he has the team going in the right direction. He has the culture going in the right direction. And he has a lot of young players that are out there making plays. So, you know, I look forward to to seeing what they can do next. You know, basically that was always the model we always played with growing up. You know, work hard, make plays. And these boys are doing that more and more. And they're putting in the work. So I look forward to seeing what they can do in the future. <coughs> Excuse me. Next, I got my own mater, Hanover College. They had a big game this weekend against Mount St. Joseph out of Cincinnati at Mount St. Joe. And they won 20-3. to um, Puts them in sole possession of the first place in the HCAC, the HCAC, the Harlan Collegiate Athletic Conference. So, you know, puts them in first place, puts them in the driver's seat to get into the playoffs. They play Rose Holman this weekend. So, we will see how that goes for them. Hopefully, it's more of the same. And they're led by, I believe, it's a top 15th. Or I think it's top fifteenth uh, uh, ranked defense in the country, at least they're in the top fifteen. I don't know exactly where they are, but they're not giving up points. Usually, Hanover's known for offense. Right now, they're Ding up. So, I mean, it's good to see. Next, Michigan football, <coughs> and they played Maryland and they won thirty-eight to seven. Took the opening kickoff for a touchdown, then had a turnover. Or Maryland turned the ball over deep in their territory. Michigan got another touchdown and really didn't look back after that. So I think that kind of helped. Their offense still is nothing crazy special, but if they're playing the way Harbaugh wants to, you know, they're going to run the ball, they're going to control the ball, control the clock, and play solid defense. And if they can do that, 
That's all right. Their weaknesses are still, <coughs> excuse me, in my opinion, <coughs> Shea Patterson at quarterback. You're going to hear me say every week. Their offensive line, I think it's still soft. They can't really play power football because they just don't open holes like that. Luckily, the running back, the fresh running back, he's really good. I think Zach Charbonnet, he's from California. He set the freshman record for touchdowns. I think he has 10 now already during the season. So, you know, good for him. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, their defense is playing better. They're playing faster. And, you know, their receivers are still the best part of their game, and they don't get utilized whatsoever, and it's craziness. You know, they have three guys that are probably could be NFL-caliber receivers, and they just don't give them the ball. And those are playmakers. And they have a young kid, a freshman, that's come in, and he's a playmaker too. So, <clears throat> I guess, excuse me, I'm coughing about this podcast because I'm trying to talk get all these words in. And I just keep coughing my head off, so I apologize. But ultimately, Michigan, I want them to be Ohio State. That is what I want. And right now, they're not that caliber. I don't know if anybody in the country is at the caliber, so I don't know what that says. But I know right now, Michigan is not there yet. So this coming week, they have a bye. But next week, they play Michigan State, and we'll see what they can do against them. I know Michigan State's had their numbers since Harbaugh has been there. So we'll see what happens. <coughs> Excuse me. The Cincinnati Bengals had a bye. Thank goodness they needed to take a break from everything because they are winless so far. That's not changing time soon. They bench Andy Dalton. They're bringing in the kid, Ryan Finley, at quarterback for when he plays. Give him the extra week to prepare for it. Looks like A.J. Green will not be coming back from his injury. <clears throat> I don't know if it's because of his injury or because it's just a good business decision not to go out there on the field when his team is over. So he's getting older. He's thinking about the next contract. Why put yourself in harm's way? Why get hurt? Might as well shut it down for the rest of the season, in my opinion. But that's just me, you know. They're not going to make the playoffs. He's going to be out there with a different quarterback. It's a different situation. They're not a great team. And he shouldn't put himself in harm's way. He should just prepare for the next season and do what he can to make their next contract because he probably has one more good trunk contract in him. It probably won't be with the Bengals. But that's what they need. Excuse me again. Lastly, my fantasy league. I'm still in first place in the FanDuel League with the best combined top five weeks of the season. Um, Didn't do terrible this week in it, but like I said, still first place holding it down. So the PPR League, I lost by eight points. You know, lost 156 to 148. (coughs) I don't know. It's kind of rough because I would be kind of rough because I wouldn't be there with anybody else playing in it. But, you know, just how it goes, just how it goes down. The guy had, um, you know, had, the, I forget his name, the quarterback from Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, and he came in and tore up the Patriots, you know, got to respect that. You know, Christian McCaffrey did what he does every week, scored like 27, 30 points, something like that. But, you know, his guy scored big, so I can't hate on it. But I can officially say that almost everybody in the league has offered me a trade for Christian McCaffrey. No, I'm not giving him up. He is my best player. He is my workhorse. He's my bell cow. And I'm going to try to take him to the championship. Try to get that chip. Try to get that chip. That's all I care about. We're halfway through the end of football season. We're halfway through college football season. Kind of bums me out. It's the best time of year. But coming up in the future, we will have uh, statistics and game recognition for Michigan basketball and University of Dayton basketball. I do love them. I do appreciate them. And I'm a fan of them. So that's just what it is. 
So just so y'all know, if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> trying to decide what to think about this um i don't know it kind of saddens me i heard in the news uh this week um like i said i don't know to think about it but here's what it is um a buffalo wild wings restaurant in naperville illinois asked a group of black families and kids ages 5 to 11 years old to leave because a white patron and his spouse did not want to sit next to them so I guess um, two of the individuals that had planned, the, I think it was a surprise birthday party or a birthday party for one of the kids so he coached the basketball team. Um, they were having BW3s. They had a group of about 20 people that were going to be there. Him and another man uh, walked up to the host stand to uh, you know, basically see how long the wait was going to be. And the host asked them specifically uh, what race or what ethnicity were the majority of the individuals coming to the party what they would be. And so the person that, you know, the the two men that were there, they were asked this question from this hostess, you know, they didn't really give an answer. You know, they I think they would say, you know, they were African American, but what does that matter? I'm not sure if they said that or not. But still, I mean, it's just it's not a normal question. You know, they asked probably the same question I would ask, like, why does that matter? You know, we're bringing our party here and we want to, you know, receive service or get our, our food and everything and bring our business to BW3s. So for them to ask that question, first of all, it's craziness. I don't see how it's even the norm or whatever. At that point, me personally, I've been upset, but you know, I'm sure that the guy thought the same thing. He's like, you know what? It's a messed up question, but we're going to have a good time. We're going to have this part of these kids. They're excited for coming here. So, you know, he was asked that initial question. And then they did go ahead and seat, and seat them at a table, uh, or a couple of tables, probably put them all together. And like I said, it was a group of 20, a lot of kids that were there. I think the one of the individuals, maybe two, coached the basketball team or something like that. But like I said, the kids were ages 5 to 11 years old. So even after they sat down, though, I think the patron um, started making a fuss about it. I'm not sure we talked to a, a server or bartender or another manager, but the management, one of the managers came around and asked if they would be willing to move. And the party, and the party is basically like, no, why would we want to move? Like we're good here. And he said, well, one of the patrons, they don't want to be seated near basically black people. And then the family was like, no, was like we are customers just like everybody else. We don't want to move. So then I guess, uh, I don't know if it was a second manager or the same manager came out a little bit later and said, oh, you know, we seated you in the wrong area by accident. You know, this is reserved for a different party. We want to move you. And at that point, everybody's like, you know, we are here. We're not going anywhere. Um, but once again, manager the manager asked them to move. Um I don't know at what point in time it was, but they did decide to go ahead and just take their business elsewhere just because of the ridiculous request that was asked of them. Um, kids, the kids there, you know, they don't understand what's going on. And they were asking, is everything okay? You know, why are we leaving? You know, did we do something wrong? Are we in trouble? And it's just one of those tough conversations to have. I, mean, I can't I can say I can't imagine having it. But it's just one of those things where this kind of thing doesn't happen to everybody. And not everybody out there is going to understand what it's like to have something like this happen to them. 
or to be prepared for something like this to happen to them. Like you would think in our society, you know, this day that we would not come across issues like this. But I guarantee you that this is not an isolated incident where something like this happened where patrons that are regulars at a particular facility or restaurant or whatever it may be prefer to not integrate with other people, you know, even though we're surrounded by a large mix of people in our society. It's just the truth. Most people are cool with it. I know there's a group or a select group or a few people out there that don't. And like I said, I'm not trying to say everybody is like this. It's just unfortunate we even have to deal with it. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, BW3s, they came back and they said that um, they said that the hostess and the manager that were involved in the incident, they have fired them. Um, and that they will have all, I think all of their at least regional BW3 locations go through sensitivity training. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, they didn't already have this training in the first place. I mean, I don't want to say it's common sense. That's not really the right term I want to use for it. But you just think that, you know, in this day and age that we would be past this kind of thing. We pass racism of any kind towards any race. It's just, you know, it's, it's highlighted, you know, with, with African-Americans, but I see, I see it all the time. I see it in, you know, different posts, like Facebook posts one way or another, you know, whether, I don't know. I'm not even going to really get into all that. It's just, it's interesting to see. It sucks that we live in a time where that is still a factor. You hope that it wouldn't be. It worries me for the future because for a while, you know, I was thinking that things were getting better and I don't know. I just keep, there's always situations where I get reminded that it's not. And I don't know. It's interesting. It's hard to explain. It's hard to express, um, the feelings on it, the feelings about it, the different forms of racism or even different situations that you're in where somebody may say something and you're like, man, really? Like, did you really just say that? Like, I can't believe you just did that. You know what I mean? And it's just, yeah, you shake it off because, like, you know, it's not even worth the conversation. You know, that somebody says something that bothers you or somebody says something that you wouldn't expect them to. It's like, man, you know, I thought we were cool. Like, why would you say something like that? You know, it's messed up, you know? And you know, a lot of times just, like, just depends on the situation. A lot of times just, like, it's just best to not even stress it and keep moving because, you know, why are you trying to start an argument, basically? You know, I was just messing around. I was joking around. It's just like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I hear you, but sometimes it just gets old. But, you know, I just, it's one of the things where I, in this situation, you know, I wish BW3s could have been ahead of the situation. I guess apparently when the group was leaving the restaurant, when they were leaving the restaurant, there were other employees that were visibly distraught that this kind of thing happened. So, I mean, it's not a reflection on everybody in the restaurant. It's not a reflection on all people. Like, I definitely know that it's a small group of people that are out there that feel this way. And it's definitely not everybody. But I just worry that nowadays, for whatever reason, that those people that do feel this way, where before they were kind of 
more dissuaded, had less of a voice. So it was like, you know, you need to get out. We don't appreciate you in our society. We don't appreciate those views in our society. I don't know. I just feel like more and more I see different situations where you keep popping back up. And I always think to myself, like, what can what can you do about it? Like, how can you address it? You know, I think to my kids, you know, my kids are biracial. You know, they're, they're my wife, Lana, you know, she's she's white and I'm black. So my kids are biracial. But I still think about that because they, you know, outside person looking at them, they're going to see, all right, they're a person of color. You know, they're going to see they're a minority. You know, it was random. My son, he, I think it was probably like a year and a half ago. He's five now. So it's probably, he's around probably three years old when he was saying this. He comes back from the babysitter one day and he says, you know, dad is black and mom is white. And he said that. And he said to Elena and myself, we looked at each other like, okay. He said, yeah, and I'm black like daddy. And so it was just one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, obviously we were going to talk about this with him at some point in time or he probably noticed. It's I wonder what made him decide to say it that day. And, you know, he identified himself as being black. And I wonder if it was a conversation that he was having with some of the kids at the sitter. Was it something that he saw on TV or something like that? I don't know. You know, we didn't we didn't get into it much like that. It was just like, well, yep, you know, that's true. You know, bud, you know, mom, mom is white and dad is black. And, you know, you're both of us, you know, basically. But I don't know. It's one of the things that I... made me take a step back for a second because he was so young and then all of a sudden just to bring it up that way where it's like you know he sees it i mean he's very observant i'm sure he's sees everything around him but i know it's one of the things that lane and i really hadn't you know talked about with him as of yet so i don't know it's just interesting it's interesting because you want to prepare you know your kids for any situation you hope that these kind of situations don't happen you know, I've gone through situations in the past where it's like you wish you didn't have to go through it, but you go through it. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and, you know, you kind of just, you're not surprised by anything. You prepare yourself for those situations when they happen and you try to react the best, the best way possible to them. Um, I don't know. I mean, deep down, if they happen, you know, you still gives you that, it still gives you that feeling inside. It's still you know, makes you mad or whether it makes you mad or it upsets you or it's one of those things where if it's something where it comes from someone you know and it's like, man, like, it's like you're not even mad. It's like it just kind of hurts because you're like, man, like, why? I never thought you would say something like that. Why I never thought that you would, you know, have that point of view on it. It's like, man, like, I don't know. You can't lump everybody together. Everybody's different, but it's one of those things where you just realize more and more as much as you don't want racism to be around. Racism is around. One way or another, it's around. And there's really no there's no getting away from it. (laughs) <laughs> you know it's just what it is and you just prepare yourself the best you can for it and 
I'm not saying I expect it everywhere I go, but if it happens when it's around me, I'm not surprised by it. So it's just one of those things where, I don't know, I'll be honest, when with my kids, you'd hope they have to go through it, but you don't want to prepare them to not be ready for it. You know, ideally in this world, you know, you see more and more biracial kids and you see more and more kids interacting with kids of, you know, various colors and ethnicities and distinctions and whatnot. And you hope that you hope that uh, that race and those kind of issues aren't the case. But a lot of times it still is. And, you know, that's unfortunate. You know. It's just unfortunate because sometimes you feel like you don't know what to do about it. And you want to figure out a way to have your kids go through better situations than what you had to go through previously. I'm sorry if I'm rambling. I'm just kind of, you know, I have my initial thoughts talking about the whole thing with the restaurant. Now I'm kind of just going off the top of my head. Um... I don't know. I don't know what to do about it, really. You know, try to keep living my best life. Try to teach teach the kids the best that I can. Elena and I both are trying to teach both our kids the best that we can, do the best that we can, and prepare them for the world that they're going to have to grow up in. You know? I think a lot of times we try to shield our kids away from different things, which is understandable, but sometimes a lot of times they have to go through things as well. And just they're going to have to just learn and... You just hope that you prepare them the best you can um, in those various situations. So, but like I said, with these kids and and the birthday party and them having to leave, you know, it's unfortunate they had to go through that and they had to experience that kind of firsthand, not really understanding the situation that they were in. Um, you know, the... The, the families, they did get lawyers just to kind of talk about the whole situation. But, you know, ultimately they're saying, you know, if you understand why we are upset, you're talking to BW3, if you understand why we're upset, like we don't want to press charges. We want to have a conversation with you and see what can be done going forward to try to, you know, improve this narrative and try to make things better overall. Um, you know, ideally... You know, we just want to be everybody seen as equal. We want to be Americans, right? I mean, that's that's what everybody talks about nowadays. You know, see me as American. If I'm American, I'm American. But, um, you know, sometimes people don't see it that way always. And it, it, it's a hot button. It's a, it's a hot button talking point. Because sometimes people don't want to see it. Or they're not willing to see it. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, probably not get too much into the topic overall. Maybe I'll talk about it at a different time. But um, there's one of the things I saw the article out there. Or I saw the, the news story and I just saw it was interesting. And, you know, just that article or that story brings up just emotions in general about it. Because, like, man... You know, Dr. King was, you know, part of civil rights back in, you know, back in the 60s and everything. And, you know, he died for that. 
and you know it was like I won't say it seemed like things were getting better as I was growing up. You know, I still went through things, but now it seems like we're taking steps backwards. And then everybody is everybody is getting into their clusters. They're getting into their tribes, and they're locking down. And you know, I understand it, but then it's like, man, it sucks that we all have to go through this and. This is kind of like the initial reaction from it. The question is, what can we do? You know, the question is like, yeah, there's hard conversations to have out there. And everybody has to be willing to walk in someone else's shoes about it. But, um, you know, what can you do? Who's really willing to listen? Who's, Who's really willing to do something about it? You know, whether it's for a black person, whether it's for a Muslim you know, whether it's for a Hispanic individual, whether it's for Asian, like, it doesn't matter, you know. What can we do as a society to be better? I don't know, to be honest with you. You know, I try to just be the most respectful person possible. Atlanta, I try to teach our kids to be the most respectful people, respectful people possible as they grow up. And, you know, I hope they do that. hope we're, you know, we teach them well. You know, for me growing up, for sure, you know, I think my parents taught me well. I had good examples as far as everything, and uh, Landon did as well. But, I don't know. I just, I worry for my kids just in general um, because I want the best for them. I want them to live their best life, and I want them to, you know, obviously they're going to go through scrutiny and go through trials and tribulations, but... You know, hopefully down the line, racism won't be as, you know, it's not going to go away. It's just not, I just hope it's not as prevalent as what we see today. I hope it gets better. I hope that people in my generation that are raising their kids are raising their kids, you know, differently and showing them that, you know, everybody matters. And I don't know. I don't know. Lots to say. Lots I want to say. Lots more I want to talk about. I don't really know what I want to say about it yet. Um, like I said, I went into this, kind of want to talk about the news article that I saw and kind of went off script and went off the top of my head. I don't even know if it really made sense. I'm kind of just talking. So we'll see what the playback is. We'll see if I even actually put this whole thing in here. Um, I don't know. It's something that's bothered me for a while, though. And, um, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Maybe down the line I'll share experiences that I've had or shared how I've dealt with different things in the past or things I've gone through in the past to make me feel the way I do growing up the way I did. You know, we'll see. We'll see what's good. That might be a conversation for another day. So, but if you do have, if you do want to add something to the conversation, you want to ask questions about the conversation, you know, if you're out there listening to this on whatever app, um, you know, go back to the Anchor app for this episode. And I believe there is some kind of message me button. Send a message, you know, ask a question. You know, I'll go out there, I'll listen to it, see what's good, and I'll bring it up on the next episode. You know, we can talk about it. I'm definitely open to talking about it. Um, 
whatever that may be. Or hit me up on social media. I'm cool with that too. So whether it's you know franchise eleven twenty two on Twitter or Terrell at Terrell Dwayne eleven on um, Instagram, you know hit me up. See what's good. Uh, I'm definitely more willing to talk about things. I'm definitely more willing to talk things through. And um, you know it'll just be interesting. So those are my thoughts for right now. All right, I just saw this come through today um, across ESPN, a couple of sports outlets. Uh, looks like Chase Young, um, star defensive end for Ohio State, will be potentially and definitely suspended. He'll definitely be suspended for this coming game this weekend against Maryland, um, and it could be further suspension pending investigation. Um, let's see. I said originally when I first saw the article, it was because of potential undisclosed NCAA violations. Uh, and the Ohio Department of Athletics is currently looking into it. Um, ultimately, it looks like Chase Young took a loan, not from me, from not from me, not from Ohio State, not from agent, but they say a family friend. I'm throwing in quotes because I don't know how to take that right now. And he said he took that as of last year, and then he said he paid it back to them. I don't know if it was earlier this year or what, but um, I've heard different things. I don't know what to believe. I heard that he borrowed money from somebody to pay for his parents' plane tickets to go to the Rose Bowl last year. Um, I'm not sure. I figure when I first looked into this, I figured it was something where either him or his family members received some kind of money, some kind of monetary amount from somebody somewhere. So it looks like he did do that. He said he paid it back. I'm sure he paid it back once he realized that they were investigating. Um I don't know. I shouldn't say stuff like that. I hope it's nothing bad. I hope it's not true. I don't want anything to happen to him. Right now, it looks like he is kind of the front runner to be the number one pick within the NFL draft for 2020. That's with him foregoing his last year of eligibility, which he probably should and probably will. Um, I don't know if he's going to be coming back. I don't really know what's going on with that. So I still have to look in, into it further and see what happens. It just came across the screen and I decided to say something about it. So. Um, I know I was looking at social media and somebody said, you know, he's disrespecting the team and all of that. We don't know the situation that's going into it and whatnot. I'm sure that there's multiple players on every Division One team that accept money under the table from somebody that's helping them get by. That's not necessarily agent or someone affiliated with programs. So don't act like all these people are out here are saints, even on your favorite team. Like, come on, like, it's just reality of it. Um, kids have family friends, kids are taking money from people just to get by, they get a little extra cash to get by, you know, they take it. It's a matter if it gets, if it gets reported or not. So, you know, let's, let's not act like everybody is completely following the rules. Um, especially the rules set by the NCAA, who's just trying to get a monopoly on everything and make sure that the kids don't get any piece of the pie, which you already know my stance on that. <clears throat> and I think the NCAA is basically just trying to um, keep their labor for free so they can capitalize on all the working on the hard reading, all of the results of the hardworking individuals not having to pay them anything. So I don't know what it is though. If it is by the rule, then, you know, he is going to be suspended. That's just the way it is in NCAA and all that right now. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully something can get cleared up. Hopefully he's not suspended indefinitely. Um, I'm a Michigan fan, but you know, I don't want a black eye to happen on any program, you know, Michigan's program, Ohio State's program, whatever it is. I want them to be the best that they both can be. 
and represent the Big Ten the best that they can and, um, you know, get through any kind of issues that they may have. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll come back to it in the future. So. All right, right now, I want to talk about a place in Cincinnati and its downtown areas. The entertainment district there is called the Banks. And it's called the Banks Riverfront Entertainment District. And I guess the different commercial property owners within that district created something called the New Community Authority, or the NCA, as it's recognized by the city of Cincinnati and the state of Ohio. I guess it was started in April, or it started on April 1st, 2019. And part of the districting process was the implementation of a 1% bank's amenity fee. Uh, Basically, anything, any purchase that takes place in the banks at these locations, there's automatic 1% additional tax fee that's added onto your bill. Um, Most people didn't even know this had started. I saw this on the news this morning. I thought it was interesting. Um, I did see a news article out there from last year when they were talking about doing this, but they definitely didn't announce it to everybody. Um, It is on their website that um, it is on their website that they put this coalition together, put this new community authority together, but there's no mentioning of the 1% fee. I don't believe I have to double check that and make sure, but it does. It is out there. It is taking place. So all my friends here in Ohio, Northern Kentucky, Indiana, if you go out in Cincinnati at the banks downtown, it's a great area. It's a good time. Lots of food, entertainment, fun activities. Um, it is kid friendly. Um, great nightlife though. And you know, great for whenever you're going to Reds games or Bengals games, great place to tailgate and all of that. Um, just know everywhere you go there, you're going to get assessed a 1% fee. So they said that proceeds from the fee will go to the beautification of the banks, events taking place at the banks, and marketing of the banks for purposes of attracting more people to enjoy the Cincinnati Riverfront. Um, projections are projections of this fee will projections are that this fee will generate more than $500,000 per year to fund the banks. So I just wonder if they're going to do that, you know, they're going to basically make it from the people, just an additional fee on top of everything else. Um, You know, should people take their 1% back? And if they're doing something, should they tip a server 1% less than what they ought to get? I mean, that's not fair to the server because they probably didn't make this, this decision um, to be a part of this new community authority. Um, but there's really no way to take it out of the company's pocket. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if my opinion was ever given to give the donation. It probably wasn't, you know, being a consumer and they probably didn't care about it. They just figured, oh, no, it's going to care about 1%. You know, if it's a $22 bill, then it's going to be just 22 cents additional. So, you know, what's the big deal? Deal, excuse me. But, um. I don't know. I just found it interesting. I saw an article out there. I saw it in the news this morning. The <clears throat> excuse me, the people that were interviewed on TV this morning about it, they had no idea. Most didn't care. No, I, I really don't care. But you know, there could be some people out there that do care. That <clears throat> I gotta get rid of this cough. That do care. That you know, want to put their 
additional 1% elsewhere instead of into the pockets of uh, the owners of the buildings of the banks. They're already giving their money in other ways already. You know, why are you taking an additional 1%? So, I don't know, just looking at the flip side of it, I'm sure that you could argue both ways. <coughs> it is a good idea. Um, excuse my coughing. I apologize. I'm getting a cold and I'm trying not to. But, um, you know, it is, it is smart business-wise as far as a way to get not free marketing, but basically a free marketing budget to bring in more people to make the place, to make the banks look nicer and everything and be able to pocket more money as a business. I get it. I get the model. It makes sense. It just, I don't know, being a consumer, I just don't know if I like it. And I don't know, that's probably just me being difficult. But ultimately, um, people are still going to go. People are still pay their money. They're going down there. They're going to eat their food, get their drinks, get whatever other entertainment is down there for them to go down and experience, especially around the holidays. Um, <clears throat> so they made good money over the summer doing this as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they put in. You know, and how they're going to utilize that money that they've just earned. <clears throat> Jeez. I need to stop. But ultimately, um, you know, it's going to be a good thing for them because they're bringing more money. Um, the one place that's not really participating is the Holy Grail. It is a restaurant that's down there at the banks right across the street from Great American Ballpark. They said they are participating in the program, but they're just going to pay the fee themselves instead of pass along to the customers. So... Thank you, Holy Grail. We appreciate it. You're of the people. If I ever go there in the near future, I'll definitely drink some beverages there and not worry about it and tip extra because I'm more willing to give my extra 1% or probably more than that when I'm tipping there because you thought about us. You thought of the little people. We appreciate it. All right. You know what time it is? It is... One of my favorite segments, relax and take notes. And today I want to talk about a video I saw on Instagram on a college recruiting site of some sort or college recruiting page where it shows probably dude like he might've been playing JV, might've been playing varsity. He's playing cornerback. He came up, hit the ball carrier, knocked the kid out cold. And the caption said, was this a dirty play? And I said, no, it's not a dirty play. You know, the kid, you can tell he didn't intend to try to hit the guy in the face or in the head. You know, basically, it was a lucky shot. He's had bad form or whatever. I let it go. Well, some kid gets on there. He's like, buddy, hit him in the head. That's dirty. And I'm thinking to myself, like, little buddy, dude, like, you can watch the video. You can see the dude on the field. He went to a backpedal. He was probably his first year playing football because if it wasn't, he had a long way to go. He looked stiff. His back pedal was stiff. He ran up stiff. He didn't get low to make a tackle. He didn't explode at all. He just happened to be in the right place at the right time. The running back was running without balance with his head down. And the running back ran through this kid's helmet and knocked himself out. That's all it was. The kid on defense, he didn't get down. He didn't, you know, have a good center of gravity. He didn't explode through the ball. He did none of that. He stood there. He ran up. He stood straight up. And the kid literally fell into his helmet and knocked himself out that's it nothing else so no it wasn't dirty play because the kid didn't mean to hit him the kid barely tackled him he stood over him like he did something but in all reality he got lucky and knocked the kid out that's it it was garbage 
It was garbage play. It was garbage form. And it wasn't dirty because the kid doesn't know how to tackle. Therefore, he can't be dirty because he doesn't know what he's doing. And that's it. Relax and take notes. Remember that, kid. <laughs> Glad y'all listened to the show. It is what it is. Excuse my voice. Excuse my cough. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, hit me up on Twitter, Franchise1122. Instagram at Terrell Dwayne 11 Appreciate y'all. Like I said, hit us up on whatever you do to listen to us. Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever it is. Anchor. You know, listen to me. I appreciate it. Appreciate the support. Appreciate everything. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Hit up Anchor if you want to send a voicemail message on it. You can do it on my podcast page. So look forward to it. Look forward to the next episode. Talk to y'all soon. Later.